Thanks for listening to the Mornings with Carmen LaBerge podcast, made available thanks to support from listeners just like you. Helping you wake up, remembering this is our Father's world. This is Mornings with Carmen LaBerge on Faith Radio. If we're gonna fly, we fly like eagles. All right, I have good, uh, I've got good news for you this morning. God is, and God is faithful, God is good, God is great, God is present. I got good news for you this morning, God is. God is greater than whatever challenge you're facing today. And the good news of Jesus Christ is available even for the person who you think um, has no hope is like a a hopeless cause. We're going to pray for them today. So who do you feel like is a lost cause? I want you to text me their name, just just their first name, at 877-933-2484, because I want to pray with you for all of those people who we think are lost causes, because those are the people Jesus came to seek and save. Jesus came to seek and save the lost, and they're not a lost cause when it comes to the goodness and the greatness of God. He is able to reach um, into places and spaces and to to pierce darkness and doubt um, in ways that you and I never could. So we're going to pray today that um, that God would reach all the people who we think are lost causes. And so just text me their first name, 877 933 Two four, eight four. Um, we're going to pray um, for Cindy and Tricia, Patrick, Mark, Mike. Um, yeah, text me eight seven seven nine three three two four eight four. And at the end of the hour, we'll um, we'll spend some time praying for each and every one of those individuals. Jesus came to seek and to save the lost, and He still, by the power of the Holy Spirit, does the same thing today. It didn't just happen at a point in time in history when Jesus walked the earth. It's happening now. God continues to care about, see, and seek those who we consider lost causes. So we want to want to pray for them. The Friday Farm Report, um, the cider press is set up. We're also actively drying apple slices in our dehydrator. That is a constant process. So there's this like low whirring sound in my kitchen. Um, Lots of mowing. Uh, We have gotten a lot of rain late in the summer here. And so um, lots of mowing. The cows are growing. I actually, um, on my Facebook page last night, uh, it's a silly video because I'm trying to hold the phone in one hand and feed the calves with one other hand. And, you know, that's not enough hands. So Uh, It's kind of a silly video, but it gives you a little window into uh, my life. And so if you want a little farm life video, you can go to my Facebook page. All of our kids will be moved into their homes down the street from us uh, by next weekend. And so we're thrilled about that. God is so good. Um, You have been with me through that long building 
process and project, and I just want to celebrate that it is near completion. Now, that doesn't mean that there's not still work to do because you guys know how this works. There's still uh, a lot to do outside, and there's obviously still a lot of little things to do inside, but the houses are built and uh, technically complete, and the kids are in, so that's very, very exciting. The biggest change in our life is the fact that Eliana has now been uh, away at college a couple of weeks, and you know, by the by the two week point, you are you are beginning to take note of all of the ways that life is different because that person is no longer in your house. And so uh, we love her. We're excited for what God is doing in her life, but we do miss her. And so, you know, that's that's a real difference, a real change. Speaking of college, a uh, hey, hats off to the people of Nebraska. Um, Nebraska's women's volleyball set a world record the other night. So the uh, Nebraska's women's volleyball team is really, really good. They're the five-time NCAA champions. And um, 92,003 people, those three people, I'm happy about them, 92,003 people packed into Lincoln's Memorial Stadium to watch the Nebraska women's volleyball team uh, play the uh, UN Omaha team. And so anyway, it it made that match the highest attended women's sports event in history, 92,003 people. So hats off to the people of Nebraska supporting supporting women's volleyball. I love that. That is very exciting. Adam Holtz is going to be here next. We're going to talk about what else people are watching. Uh, He comes to us from Focus on the Families, plugged in. That's up next here on Mornings with Carmen. Adam Holtz is back from Focus on the Families Plugged In. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Carmen. How are you this morning? I am I am well. I am well. So I thought it would be fun for you and I to sort of take a step back. Yeah. And talk about how we develop a personal philosophy of media consumption. Now, that's probably not the way anybody thinks about it or the way they would phrase yeah. it, but I'm hoping you know what I mean. Like how I and why should each of us spend some time thinking about our media engagement and um, and and how would a person actually like put that together? Well, I think that it's not, weirdly enough, it's not unlike some other appetites that we understand are important to get a grip on. And specifically, I am thinking about how we spend our money and the food we eat. Both mm. of those have to do with consumption Both of those have to do with limited resources, and both of those have to do with consequences, right? If we overspend, we end up in debt, and then we end up with all the consequences that come with that. If we overeat, we end up fat and unhealthy, uh, unless it sounds like I'm being too blunt. I know a little bit about being fat and unhealthy, and I'm working on it myself. And if you have ever dieted or tried to put together a budget for the first time, you know that on the front end, those are intensely unpleasant experiences. Now, (laughs) they're unpleasant because it means saying no to ourselves. It means coming into a new understanding of our appetites and how we try to feed those appetites, sometimes in habitual ways and thoughtful ways or unthoughtful ways, that even though there's a momentary burst of satisfaction, uh, the long-term consequences are bad. 
Um, now, I think the long-term consequences of too much engagement with our smartphones or with screens may not be as readily apparent as being in debt or being overweight and unhealthy, but I think that they're every bit as potentially detrimental to our souls, right? Um, you know, if you've ever just sat and mindlessly engaged with screens, whether that's social media, whether that's channel surfing, although, you know, I suspect our generation is the last generation that channel surfs because nobody has cable anymore. Um, but even, you know, I, I saw a study a while back that when you want to watch something on a streaming service, the average person takes nine minutes to figure out what to watch because there are so many choices. So mm. um, I, I know I'm talking a lot here, but the watchwords that we use at Plugged In are intentionality, uh, engagement, and conversation. It is really fine and it can be great to enjoy a story. We have been watching When Calls the Heart season, I don't know, 10 or 11. And we watch it when it airs on Hallmark at it's either seven or eight. I think it's seven o'clock on Sunday nights. It's still, we don't record it. It's event television for us. I watch it with my wife and my daughters and it's delightful. So when we're making a deliberate choice to engage with a particular kind of screen-based entertainment, it's bounded. It's, you know, we're doing it on purpose and we can really enjoy that. That's fine. The problem with screens is, especially because of smartphones, and I confess mine's sitting right next to me and it's on, right? It's so easy to just have them as background noise all the time. And we can get to the end of the day. And if you check that little meter on your phone, all both Androids and Apples have digital well-being meters where you can look at it, it's like, oh, my phone was on 11 hours today. I wonder if that's too much. <laughs> um, and so to begin that reset, I think we can begin to look for places where we're clawing some of that time back. I'm not going to turn my phone on in the car. And, you know, maybe other people are aghast at that, but I sometimes pick my phone up at stoplights. Mm -hmm. uh, my kids will be like, dad, the light's green, go. So look for those places where you can carve back a little bit of space and it becomes a little bit like dieting and budgeting where you're getting sensitized to the reality that you're over consuming and you're mindlessly consuming. And the fruit of that is really having your sum being numb, your soul being numb at the end of the day. Okay. I didn't know I had a digital well-being uh, little thing in my, under my settings. So there you go. I've now, um, I, I'm going to figure out how to use that today. I didn't know that exist existed. Yep. So it does. <laughs> um, that is very cool. Okay. Intentionality, engagement, yep. conversation. Yeah. Um, talk. And when I think about talk intentionality, I, I would say the um, the intentionality one most obvious when I like plan to go on a date with my husband to a movie. That's like intentionality yeah. in terms of media consumption right. um, yep. and and probably yields the most in terms of um, conversation. Um, yes. And and engagement, I think about social media probably more than I think about media consumption. I think about engagement on social media. I definitely yep. have thought through how and why and where and when to do that. But I do think yep. that testing that against reality is really, really good. Like if you don't ever measure what you're doing, then you don't really know how to whether or not you're accountable to to anything. I mean, this would be true of, you know, 
It, it, it doesn't matter whether or not you measure calories, but you got to measure something like, you know, right. <laughs> yeah. So, right. And that's, um, so that's where that's that the, little digital, that's the intentionality di- part as well as the measuring something. Yeah. And that's where that digital well-being thing really, it becomes a plumb line where you can say, oh, wow, do I really want to spend that much time there? And I believe both Android and, and, and Apple, if you click on that, it will also give you a little pie, pie graph of you spent three hours on Facebook today. You spent two hours on TikTok. Um, I thought this is related. I saw a story this week. The average TikTok user spends 95 minutes a day on TikTok mm. and opens the app eight times a day. You know, and how guilty are we so often of saying, oh, man, I just don't have time for anything. I don't have time. And yet, <laughs> if we look at how we're spending our time, I think most of us would be surprised that we might have more time than we think if we, you know, and, you know, four fingers pointing back at me. If I get off social media for 95 minutes a day, that's an hour and a half. Uh, yeah, that's amazing. Okay, you know now I'm looking at this and I'm um, I'm aghast. So there you go, <clears throat> I'm aghast. There you go. <laughs> um, all right, we're gonna uh, take a very very brief break. Maybe you should uh, check the dashboard on your um, well digital well being meter on your phone. Um, yeah, don't don't turn off the show if it's running on the Faith Radio app. That's not. <laughs> That's not a bad app to have open, but um, if you if you're spending hours um, on your phone and you're doing so like unconsciously, that's what we want to just become more conscious of, more aware of, so that uh, so that we can be intentional about our engagement. We're talking with Adam Holtz from Focus on the Family's Plugged In. I'm going to ask him next what reaction video is. It's apparently a whole genre. We're going to get caught up on that next here on Mornings with Carmen. Thanks for listening to the podcast of Mornings with Carmen. As you know, this is a rebroadcast of the live radio show carried on the Faith Radio Network. There's a lot going on at Faith Radio. Tons of free resources just waiting for you and for you to share with others at MyFaithRadio.com. How does that all happen? Well, it happens through listener support. So Faith Radio, Mornings with Carmen, all available because of listener support from listeners, well, just like you. If you're a supporter, Thank you so very much. If you'd like to become a supporter today, just visit MyFaithRadio.com. And again, thanks for being a part of what we do every day at Mornings with Carmen. Adam Holtz is here with us from Focus on the Family's Plugged In. Do you play video games? Um, What kind? Are you aware of the emerging genres out there? Uh, this is definitely an area where um, I'll just plead almost total ignorance, but, you know, I want to be more aware. So, Adam, what is reaction video in terms of a genre and why should I care? Um, reaction videos are, I would say, an emerging emerging genre, but they've been around a little while where we are watching somebody's reaction as they watch something else. Uh, and yeah, no, you're, it's, it's totally meta as the kids might say, we're watching somebody watching something. Um, and frankly, I'm sure there is deep psychology here. A lot of times the best reaction videos have to do with shock, have to do with surprise, 
have to do with delight. So, for example, I'm an electric guitar player. My son is an electric guitar player. There's a whole category of guitar playing reaction videos where somebody, often somebody of a totally different cultural background, will watch somebody playing guitar. For example, um, I've seen a number of reaction videos with people who may, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> getting choked up just talking about it. Um, somebody who may have a background more in, say, rap music, who hasn't had much exposure to rock, they'll watch a, a video of, say, Eddie Van Halen doing his tapping, which is a certain kind of guitar style, on his, you know, his signature song, Eruption. And they have never seen it before. And so we are, it's especially, I think, fun when it's something you're familiar with and you're watching somebody reacting to something you know because they have never seen it before. So you can have a reaction video about virtually anything. I mean, there, there are video game ones, there are music ones. Uh, and it's just that we're, it's kind of like when you have a good joke and you want to get a reaction out of somebody, um, they're sort of in that that camp. Um, and so I think, again, psychologically, I think that we enjoy watching people's emotional reactions to something. But I think that the flip side is, I would ask, why are we spending time watching somebody reacting instead of just living our lives, right? There's a kind of voyeurism uh, and I think off, often a consumption element too. Um, you know, unboxing videos are a huge, mm. huge genre as well, where kids or, you know, anybody are unboxing things that they have purchased and talking about it. They aren't technically reaction videos, but again, it's instead of enjoying life and doing things myself, I am living vicariously through somebody else. And so, Again, it doesn't mean they're necessarily bad. They can be fun. They can be really funny. Uh, depending on the reaction video, it, it can make for, uh, you know, a good laugh. I get why they're popular, but I do think there's a there's that vicarious and voyeuristic aspect to them that uh, maybe we should take a step back and say, you know, combined with the digital well-being conversation, let's turn off the reaction videos on YouTube or TikTok or Instagram and just go live our lives. Um, uh, when you refer to unboxing videos, uh, it made me also think of like product sampling videos. Oh, anything, yeah. Same anything where I guess I'm, <laughs> I'm watching other people respond or react to unbox or sample something. All of that is just an utter waste of time. So there you go. Yeah. Stop yep. wasting time and start using the time that God has given you as um, as the most valuable resource that you have. So it's really good. Um, all right. We're going to send people to PluggedIn.com for movie reviews and streaming reviews and YouTube reviews and all kinds of things. So um, you're going to find all of that at PluggedIn.com. Don't miss the blog there as well. Adam, as always, thank you so much. You bet. Thanks, Carmen. That's Adam Holtz from Focus on the Families, plugged in. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. Have you ever felt like a lost cause? Um, Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. My guess is if you're like me, you know some people who um, 
consider themselves lost causes, or maybe the world considers them a lost cause. We want to be praying for people, um, precious people who are living right now um, as those who are lost. And God knows exactly where they are. He knows the circumstance of their life. He knows his heart's desire for them to live differently and be redeemed. And so we're praying for them today. You can text me um, anybody's first name. You know, the first person that comes to mind when I say uh, lost cause, whoever that person is, I want you to text me their name, just their first name, 877-933-2484. Holy God, we come before you now on behalf of Amy, Jake, Bill, Trista, Jessica, Trisha, and Patrick. You know who they are. You know where they are. You know the circumstances of their lives. We lift up Caleb, Ben, Ian, Mark, Mike, Brenda, and Gabrielle. Holy God, um, you account for each one. You know what's going on. You know what they need. You know how to reach them. You know the darkness that needs to be pierced by the light. We bring before you Cliff and Scott, Travis, Ariane, Scott, John, and that homeless man whose name we don't know, but who you know so well. Holy God, for all of the lost causes of our generation. We thank you for Jesus who came to seek and to save the lost. We lift up Bob and Kimmy, Becky, Shannon, Kim, Teresa, and Rick. We bear before you Dan, Denise, Pat, Sean, Melody, and Dale. Holy God, none are lost to you. It is your heart's desire that none would be lost and all would be saved. And so send forth by the power of your Holy Spirit, agents of your grace, who would encounter these individuals today and that they would be drawn from darkness to light, that they would allow themselves to be found. All in, all in, all in free. We lift up Dan and Caitlin, Lizzie, Harper, Sammy, Ron, Paulette, Laura, and Stan. Holy God, hear our prayers in Jesus' name. Our friend Kim Dolanletto is going to join us next. We're going to talk about how we can practically walk with Jesus today and live like Jesus for our best health. That's up next here on Mornings with Carmen. Kim Dolan Leto is back. You can find what we're talking about at her website, Kim Dolan, D O L A N Leto, L E T O dot com. Live like Jesus for your best health. Kim, welcome back to Mornings with Carmen. Good morning, Carmen. I'm so excited we're going to be talking about this because I searched for everything in the world to help me get fit and it was right there in the pages of my Bible, the simplicity of how Jesus lived. I know. So I love that. I love everything from, you know, he got up early and spent time with the Father. He prayed about everything. Um, You say he, you know, he's not lazy. I added to that, 
he's not distracted, and he didn't procrastinate. (laughs) Mm, Yeah, I mean, we can just go on and on and on. I was trying to keep it brief, but how about he wasn't discouraged? Mm. I mean, when we think about, like, I mean, I'm sure he felt discouragement, but he kept going, and it's like on our health and wholeness journey, we can get so discouraged, we can get so distracted, we can get all the D's that the devil loves to throw at us, derailed, you know, it's just, but if we just keep our eyes on him and we look at the simplicity of how he lived, what we're going to talk about today, it really works because it drives our cortisol, our stress down. It keeps our focus on the power that we actually need to help us keep going. And it gives us true satisfaction and fulfillment when we eat. We're not looking to numb ourselves. So I'm so excited to have this conversation because just these simple steps, which everyone can find, you said at my website, I want people if they're driving or whatever to make sure they see them. Because this blog, if you just did a few things, it could completely turn around your health and wholeness. So let's start where this starts. Um, What What might a life like Jesus look like today and sort of like what is the first step in that direction? I think always the first step is surrender. It's acknowledging that we can't do anything apart from him. And especially this whole fitness, health, worth, wholeness journey, you know, a lot of us, we run to the world for answers. So we've got to surrender it to him. So a simple thing would be, like you said, he got up early. He got alone with his father. He prayed about everything. And these are all in this blog, by the way. He wasn't lazy. He enjoyed food, but he ate to live. He didn't live to eat. He walked everywhere. Now, obviously, we don't have to walk everywhere, but we need to move our bodies. And I love that he loved people. Think about the relationships you have if you just put the strife away. And I love how he came to serve. Like he wasn't sitting in some plush robe. You know, we want to be so comfortable. He didn't care about his comfort. He was walking 20 miles a day, even hiking to serve people and help people and heal people. So those are practical applications. Also, I love the fact that he wasn't concerned with what other people think of him. He didn't care what people thought about him. He was here to fulfill God's plan for his life. And he just finished his race with endurance. And I'm I love the way that he lived his life, and I feel like it's such a a role model for how we can live to get fit. So get up early, spend time with God, or if getting up early isn't your thing, at some point, spend time with God, pray about everything, pray about what you're going through. That's going to drive that stress down. You know, find a way to move your body that brings you joy. Enjoy food, but eat from a grateful heart, not a gluttonous one. That's that's a big thing. Um, I love how he ate to live. He didn't live to eat. And think about how your relationships with people, you know, that's a, another daily practice. Like stress, Carmen, is causing so many of us to be overweight and have high blood pressure and so many other things that we don't need. So those are just like practical applications. Also, the other one, the big one is not caring what other people think about you. And I don't mean that in a mean way, but we can't let society, social media, what other people think of us be more important than what who God says we are. Mm, so when we connect so back to that and that rightful vision of who we are in Him, that really helps. So it's very practical. I mean, it, th- th- this is literally how I try to live my life every day. It's so good. Um, mm-hmm. when you, when you talk about Jesus walking everywhere and we don't have to walk everywhere, 
um, today, one of the things that you got me thinking about was just the intentional decision of where to park my car. So, mm-hmm. you know, like everybody else, I'm looking for the best spot, you know, and the best spot is the mm-hmm. one closest to the door, like the shortest distance possible. Um, and you got me thinking that what if I instead view, view, begin to view the best spot as the one furthest away from the door, still in the parking lot where I don't have to, you know, cross a busy road or whatever, like still in the parking lot. But it's mm-hmm. the it's the best spot is the one that gives me the most opportunity to um, to walk through the parking lot. And um, and so here's what I started doing, because, you know, I'm just I'm trying to find what are some small, simple changes that I could make that would be intentional um, you know, I'm already I'm already going to these places. So what if I parked as far away from the door as possible? And as I walked through the parking lot, I prayed in, in the same way that I would pray in my neighborhood for the people that live in those houses and what's going on there, or the same way that I would prayer walk my school campus or whatever. Like I'm going to I'm just starting to prayer walk the parking lot. So as I walk from what other people regard as the worst spot, which is always available, um, and walk past all those cars. I'm looking at the license plate and I'm reading like the county name or in some places the different state and I'm just praying for that place. And sometimes you'll note things about a car like it's loaded with stuff, not like loaded with stuff because they're on vacation, but because somebody's living in there. Like, right. And so just opportunities Mm. to become aware of what's happening and pray for people. I ran into a woman in the parking lot of my grocery store because I did this and I, I parked far away um, from the entrance, and so did she. And um, she had a handicap tag. Like, she could have parked right next to the door. And so she got out, and she said, could you get that cart? And I said, sure. So there was, you know, how people leave carts all over the place. So I grabbed a, a cart and brought it over to her, and she says, I'm going to lean on it on my way to the door. And I said, well, can I walk with you? And she said, sure. And so I said, so I'm curious, you could park all the way up there. Like, you have a handicap tag. And she said, my doctor told me I need to walk. And so this is a place where I can walk a pretty far distance. Um, and if I get in trouble, there's somebody to help me. And I thought to myself, wow, okay. So here's a person making an intentional decision. Her doctor told her she needs to walk. Um, you know, she's doing it for mobility and because she is of an age. I'm doing it because, you know what? I need to walk. Like I need to move my body. And doesn't it make you feel so much better? I mean, people don't realize, like, I got my All Trails app out and was looking at where Jesus would walk. And it's, he would, they would walk up to 40,000 steps a day. You know, for us, I always try to get in my 10, 12,000 steps a day. And a simple way that you can do that is like what Carmen's saying. Or for me, I work at home. So I have to get up. I have an alarm that goes off at the top of every hour. And mm, I just walk for, I walk for a few minutes. I'll go outside. I'll just say a quick prayer. I'll walk around. I mean, move your body. Even if you have to walk in place, like people will say, well, I don't have anywhere to walk. Well, walk in place, put on a praise and worship song, pump your little arms and stomp your little feet. Like we have to take back our temples. We are just letting comfort completely sabotage our health because it's, you know, we, we drive in our cars and then we go, you know, we drive, we get out of the car and then we go sit down at a, a desk to work. And then we go home and we sit down on the couch and then we lay down, and go to bed. Like, where's the, the, 
you know, fresh oxygenated blood pumping through your body because your body is moving. You are meant to move. Your body is meant to move. And that's why you feel so much better when you do it. And I love your story because you're, you're actively looking for a time with Jesus to pray. You're looking for fellowship to help another person. And this is a beautiful example of how just something as simple as making the decision to walk a few steps in the parking lot is going, not more than a few steps, is going to help your health and your wholeness. It's so good. It's so good. Um, Mm -hmm. We're talking with Kim Dolan Leto. You can find this particular post, the Jesus series, 20 Practical Steps to Live Like Jesus for Your Best Health. You can find it at kimdolanleto.com. We're going to continue our conversation in just a moment. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. You may not think of yourself as a courageous world changer, but you are. Sometimes fear rules the day and keeps us from identifying in these ways. But when you step out in faith and decide to take action in the moment, living this day in light of that day, in light of eternity, you change the world. Mornings with Carmen is part of listener-supported Faith Radio. This content is only available because of your support. The impact on people's lives, the reach around the world, it all happens because you stand up to make a difference. Now is your time. So take the next step and be bold by joining the support team. Click the link in the show notes or go to MyFaithRadio.com and make this day count for that day. Kim Dolan Leto is here with us, Fit God's Way. Uh, you can check out the blog post we're talking about today and the um, the audio that goes with it from her podcast, KimDolanLeto.com. We're talking about 20 practical steps to live like Jesus for your best health. Um, you don't actually have to make a list of 20. Like we're not, you can you can go and you can read and you can jot them down. Um, we're trying to stimulate your thinking here um, to get you going in the right direction, not only today, um, but in the days to come. So Kim, one of the things I love about what you do is you offer faith fuel. So maybe you could offer us some faith fuel um, as we uh. start taking these practical steps. I love that. Okay. Because honestly, without God, we have, he's our strength. You know, the joy of the Lord is our strength. That's from Nehemiah 8.10. And that is why the enemy is so hard pressed to take your joy. Because if he can take your joy, he can take your strength. And in Jesus, we have strength beyond our circumstances. So I love how Luke one forty five says, blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. We cannot lose our hope. Hebrews 4.16 tells us, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And John 14.6 tells us, Jesus said to to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And I share these scriptures because health is a big deal. If the enemy can steal our health, he can steal our futures. This is not about six weeks to your best abs. This is about serving and living out the calling that God has on your life, playing with your grandchildren. Carmen, all these little decisions we make every day, it's like, we just have today. We want to see the six-week plan. We want the perfect diet, the perfect whatever plan. The perfect plan is to get up every day and surrender this fitness and worth thing to Jesus and do every step in him, every meal, you know, how you work, how you serve, 
just, you know, ask him to come alongside with you and abide in that vine. Like John 15, five says, abide in me and I in you for apart from me, you can do nothing. And that is the truth. So if we just walk this out daily, it's in the day to day, the Monday through Friday of life. That's where we aren't getting it right. We are searching for worldly answers and worldly means without God and without God, we have nothing. So I just want to encourage people to connect to that word and to just keep their eyes centered on Jesus in the day-to-day of their life with their food decisions, their workouts, their worth, and he will make all the difference. There's a bondage and freedom conversation tucked in here that I don't want us to miss. Um, um, We're not taking God like as a supplement. Um, It's, this is not, yeah, this is not a little add-on. This is the heart of the matter. And when you talk Mm -hmm. about the freedom that comes when we, when we walk in self-control, I don't think we often think of self-control as something that's liberating, but it really is. If you're walking in self-control, you actually are liberated from a different kind of bondage. Can you just talk about bondage and freedom for a moment? Oh my gosh. I think that is the key to all of this because we think that the things that we use to numb us are our escape, but they are our prison, Carmen. Mm. They are. Think about the people who, you know, run to alcohol or food or whatever that thing is, it's a bondage. And I think, you know, we need to look at this like there is no quick answer to this. There isn't a tricky marketing scheme or a diet plan or a pill or a package or anything. We cannot be in bondage to thinking that the world has our answer or the, the food's that we crave and the, you know, those, the laziness that the comfort that we want is going to make us happier because the freedom we have, you know, Galatians 5, 1 says that Jesus has bought our freedom. So stand in that freedom. Do not again, submit to a yoke of bondage. We have to get the bondage is dieting. Bondage is doing the same old, same old, expecting a different result. There is freedom in Christ to get up in your inner man and live for him. And you can see those fruits of the Spirit working in your life. You can see the self-control, the joy, the peace with the journey. But it is in the act. It is when you activate your faith and you choose to keep your eyes on Jesus and not worldly answers that you're going to see a difference. It's so good. It's so good. Um, in in closing our conversation today, would you read the prayer that you offer at the conclusion of this particular post? I absolutely will. Dear God, our past attempts at getting healthy have been apart from you and they've never worked. We've struggled alone and it has felt impossible. But what has been impossible for us is possible with you. That is according to your word in Luke 18, 27. Your word says that if we trust you and acknowledge you in our ways, you will direct our path. That is your word in Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Father, we're laying down our old ways and seeking you first in our fitness. That is your word in Matthew 6, that if we seek you first, that you would give us what you would, if we seek you first and your righteousness, all things would be added to us. Father, guide us in the Holy Spirit and give us the steps. We've gone through things that have hurt us so badly that we feel often like we can't or don't deserve to succeed at this. But your word says that because you love us, you will rescue us. That is in Psalm 91, 14. Father, please save us from the lies the enemy wants us to believe that we're not good enough that we have generational curses we could never get healthy that that it's impossible that it's too old that it's too late 
Your word says that you will do a new thing in us in Isaiah 43, 18. Help us take each step with you starting today so we can be the godly people you made us to be. We love you, Father, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Kim, as always, thank you so much. That's Kim Dolan Leto. You can find what we're talking about today and so much more. She's got great resources. KimDolanLeto.com. The book is Fit God's Way. Um, and this is a lifestyle we're inviting you to embrace. Kim, thank you for being with us today. Thank you so much. God bless you all. Likewise. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. Invite you to join me um, in praying for those who, whom the world might consider lost, those lost causes. Um, thank you for those of you who've taken the time to text in, you know, the first name of a person who you're concerned about, that the world considers a lost cause, that you are claiming the goodness of God over today. Um, there's still time for you to text in a name as well. You can always text us your prayer concerns, 877-933-2484. I'm going to pray by name for um, those of you who've texted in in the last 30 minutes, we already prayed for those who texted in in the first half hour. So, um, you know, as I lift up these names before the Lord, I want us to remember that Jesus came to seek and to save the lost, that this game of hide and seek that people might be playing, imagining that they um, could live apart from God, um, we want to invite them to come out, come out. Like the grace is for everybody, all in, all in, all in, free. Um in Jesus Christ. So, Father, we come before you and we lift up um, in our hands and by our prayers, we lift up Paolo and Seth, Scott and Melissa, Corbin, James, Jonathan and Bobby. Father, we lift up Corey and Dan and Albert. We lift up Bjorn. Father, we... Um, we lift up Jave. We lift up um, Scott. Father, so many. We lift up Joanna and Tracy and Greg. We lift up Jonathan and Justin. Father, we lift up Andrew. You see him. You know right where he is. You know his concerns, the needs of his heart. You know how to reach him. Illuminate his life this day. Let him be found. We lift up Sarah and Amber, Philip, Luke, Mark, and Christian. Holy God, may that one live into their name. We lift up before you Brian. Father, you know where he is right now in this very moment. You know the circumstances of his life. You know... Um, that he's seeking you. And Father, we ask that you would send um, a person into his path today that would be as light to him. Holy God, um, we're going to continue to pray for the lost causes and we're going to pray as those who are found. Even as you are still uh, seeking out Guillermo and um, our sisters and brothers, our sister-in-law, and our brothers-in-law, on and on and on. The list is endless. Father, we lift up our parents and our children, those we care about most about in this world, those whom we love best. 
You love each one. Seek them out this day. In Jesus' name, amen. My friend, have a wonderful Labor Day weekend, and God bless. Thanks for listening to Mornings with Carmen LaBurge. Podcasts like this are available because of your support. If it's important to you to hear things that encourage your faith, click the link in the show notes to give now. And thanks.